our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hello, No Bed Dog Army. This is a wonderful podcast. Probably, again, one of the first podcasts that we've done specifically on what you guys should immediately do when you bring home a new dog, no matter the age. Uh, so this is a very committed dog owner, um, big No Bad Dog Army uh, fan. So he's he knows the deal. He's ready to start uh, with a new dog. And we go over every every step of the way here. And one of the things that we talk about at the end, guys, is the the opportunity to work with my staff. Um, so if you guys are out there and you have a dog and you want to learn more and you want to continue your education, the No Bad Dog Members Club, I can't, I, I mean, I don't want to say this isn't an ad, but it, the way that we made the Members Club, you guys, specifically is for dog owners that have have trouble but also want to learn more. You guys are getting my personal upstate canine academy staff. And I was telling him at the end of this, it's $300 an hour just to talk to my staff members on the phone. For $39.99, that's the top tier. You guys get everything in the members club. So you get my staff throughout the month. You also get all of the unreleased footage. And every single week, we add a new video to the club. I also go personally live to answer your questions, which is another $500. And you're getting what p- other people pay three to $5,000 for every single week being added to the members club. So it is the overall most concentrated dog training tutorials that you can get at your house to train your dog. And right now I know we've been doing this for over a year and a half in the members club and each week we add something new. So every single week the club gets more valuable and valuable and the price will go up later this year. So again, if you guys want more resources, you want help, right? I put my team in there because people needed reinforcements. They're like, okay, I watched this video, but my dog has this one particular thing. Ask my staff all, all month long. Utilize them. You guys can click the link below to join the members club. The lowest tier is $19.99, which basically gives you everything except the pro team. And then if you do the pro team, you get access to my personal staff at the Upstate Canada Academy. You also get access to tickets on seminars, which sell out. You get new merch. You get everything first. It's the members club, right? You get everything first. And then again, you get all my unreleased stuff. So on YouTube, you're getting a 10 to 15 minute video. And then in the members club, you're getting the whole seminar. I mean, the, again, these are, that, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and again, yes, I'm talking about this because I want you guys to join, but I want you to join because the reinforcement and the ability for my staff to walk you through the problems and then be able to go watch a video or whatever and, and then go live with me once a week to reinforce again, 
to be honest, you don't need a dog trainer. That's what this is. So uh, anyway, you guys can click the link below. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you guys want to ask me questions and you're listening on the podcast, go ahead and leave your review in the iTunes review chart and I'll answer it next episode. And at the end of this podcast, I'll be answering three. Hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you at the end. All right. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm a, I'm a very huge fan of yours. Sweet. Uh, Helped me with the rescue um, just by watching your videos, but the only problem is uh, the person I was dating didn't follow along either, so it was very inconsistent. Um, but he was a good pup, and uh, obviously, like when we broke up, she took the dog. So basically, a few months passed by, and I just uh, found another one, and he so happens to be a half German Shepherd, half Husky, and it's my first time with the breed, um, and I get him after July 10th, so. I'm doing something different this time. Uh, I'm erasing everything I think I know. And after watching a lot of the stuff that uh, I've seen from your videos, uh, I wanted to talk to you first before I even received him because I just have a ton of questions and I'd rather just start off on the right foot and then um, be organized before he even gets here. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, what do you want to start with? So, um, well, first, I'm not even sure where to start, so I'll just, I guess I'll just start asking random questions, I guess. Um, I'm, because this is a breed I've never, I haven't actually uh, had myself, but my friends have German Shepherds, and they're all, like, very well-behaved and, and awesome dogs. Um, since he's a half-breed, half and I saw him on FaceTime, he has a lot of energy, but they talk, but he takes commands really well. He's really good with kids. He's really good with dogs. He's in a foster home right now. He's been in the foster home since uh, January. Um, he's from Texas. He was a stray dog. They have a huge problem over there in Texas, apparently. So um, after I saw him, uh, I can tell he's got a ton of energy, which is great because I'm pretty active. Um, but I'm used to, when I got dogs, to just let them chill the first couple of days and just like, get used to just being in my, my place or wherever I was. Um, my friends that have German Shepherds are telling me that it's better if I just start the training and the structure right away. Um, and I don't know exactly what they meant by that because they're not trainers. They're just friends of mine that have dogs. So I guess my whole question is when I'm basically going to talk to you as if I've never had a dog, even though I've had dogs, I'm trying to figure out the best way uh, since he's being transported from Texas to New York and I'll be picking him up and I know he's going to be super stressed. And then we haven't even met what you would recommend as the best steps, like for my first couple of days and how soon I should start, uh, with training. Yeah. So every dog is, is obviously different. You can get, you could get some dogs and they're pretty much like gangbusters, full blown, like ready to go, right? You know, the first five minutes. Other dogs take a little bit more time. Um, it really just depends on the personality of the dog. I know that you're seeing a lot of energy on the videos and the FaceTime and stuff, but that's under this particular dog's, you know, comfort zone uh, area that he's comfortable with. So you just have to feel it out. I would say boundaries is something that I put in place 
pretty immediately with all of my dogs. Again, depending on how the dog's personality is, depends on uh, what the boundaries look like. So, um, you know, that could be you're building your relationship with the dog through boundaries. That's what boundaries do. Boundaries at scale builds a better understanding of the relationship between the dog and the human. And it also, of course, keeps the dog safe, um, keeps the dog under control. So like the smaller picture is the dog is a little bit, you know, better behaved, I guess, in the beginning. So typically what I do uh, when I get a new dog into the situation is I just start with those boundaries with thresholds. So that could be um, doorways, crates, depending on what the dog is, you know, if they're crate trained or whatever, but doorways, crates. And what that does is it just, whenever you have a threshold, there's always, or typically a door, uh, involved with that threshold or a frame. So the dog just thinks that they're just going to run through it. They're like, Hey, I'm running right through this. And what you want to do is you want to give the dog a different perception of what life is. It's like, Hey, there's, especially with rescues, especially with dogs who, are coming up, you know, that have been in shelters or fosters with little to no structure at all. It's basically a free for all. So the moment you start layering in structure, you're basically saying, Hey, there's rules here. Uh, not in the beginning, nothing too strict and nothing too crazy. It's just, there is rules. I want you to start at least acknowledging that I exist And so that's where that comes in. So for an example, uh, put the dog on a leash inside, you start, you going towards the front door and you immediately just start working on thresholds at that door. So you're just going to, nope, nope. And you just kind of pop the dog back, give, wait, give the dog a couple of seconds to realize what's happening and then break the dog through with a verbal command Just say, okay, break. So you're basically just saying, Hey, hold my hand before you cross the road. It's just very common dogmanship, if you will. And this again, we'll, we'll start putting the dog into a good place. So how old is the dog? So on his paperwork, it says that he's, uh, like three ish. Okay. Um, the lady who I spoke to, well, that's the thing. That's, That's the other thing that's always like interesting is because whenever I've found my dogs, I've had two other ones, um, where like me and my my girlfriend rescued but and then like a bunch when i was a kid but when i found my dog they told me he was a my former dog he was a plot hound and that he was like two years old and then i wound up finding out that he was actually five years old and he was like a half pit bull half chihuahua german shepherd foxhound mix mm-hmm. so um so yeah so on his paperwork they say it says three the lady told me he's a little bit over two so I'm I'm guessing he's in the general range vicinity, maybe. Yeah. So not a puppy, um, but not an elder dog. So I would just say, yeah, just start adding in those boundaries. And I typically just start off with like just a slip leash or a martingale collar. Um, just keep it simple. It's 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 a really um, simple process in the beginning. Just and again, like you can do that with a lot of different things. You can do it. <clears throat> Thresholds could be. Essentially, a threshold to me is anything that the dog will instinctually want uh, that we have to gatekeep to say. And again, it's just like kids, right? It's like 
you know, if you're making food or you're going to Disney or you're going to the water park or whatever, and they're just instinctually going to be like wanting to bust at the seams. Like, give me that. I want that. I want to get there. And you just have to lay that groundwork down to say, yeah, I know you just got to wait for me. And that will, and again, that's just your relationship. And the way that I look at it is, is the way I look at a lot of things in, in life is the more control you have under those thresholds, just the easier life is, the less stressful life is, right? Dogs, kids, doesn't matter. You go, you know, you go to a park and all the kids are just very, uh, very obedient and very like, okay, I'm okay. Wait, mom's got to put her, mom, dad's got to put my stuff down. I got to take out this. Just everyone be patient for a couple minutes. And the kids are just excited and they're giddy. They say, okay, everyone go. And then the kids just run off versus like you pull into the parking lot and there's kids that are just opening the door as the car's still moving, running, and they just don't listen at all. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with dogs is like, you got to have that. Hey guys, I need you to pay attention. And, And that will just, what I, what I find for most relationships is it easy it it makes the um the bonding process smoother and it also makes uh the the dog at ease like a lot of dogs especially who have been neglected abandoned or abused or um dogs who are in shelters or dogs who are in fosters or dogs who just don't have like structure like little orphan annie type of stuff they they kind of long for leadership and in my experience, excuse me, in my experience, I've seen, especially a lot of fosters and stuff, they're just trying to, you know, keep dogs out of shelters. And so they're just the, the fun people, you know, they're the fun. They don't, a lot of them don't have the time to spend to train and especially because they usually have a house full or, you know, a couple or whatever. So not always, but anyway, so the moment that you start adding in structure and leadership and guidance, the dog just starts looking at you like, oh, okay, you're you're going to call the shots. And that just puts you if in a right, it puts you off on a right, right track there. So it's never, uh, so it's never too early then. Like, it's not like, like, cause I, I remember watching a video and you, t- and you totally like woke me up because my, again, I can only reference my, my most recent, uh, experience and relationship. Like they obviously like are overboard and treat, their pets as like their children and stuff and i mean they're great pets and they're great they're a great family and everything but whenever i tried to train it was like impossible because they were it was i was the only one training but every time i walked him he listened to me he knew that i was the one that was giving him structure but everybody else he was just running crazy like all around the place yeah so that's why um uh yeah that's why I, i always i was like my i always thought that you know it's like a like a person, I guess, where like they would come in, it's like, all right, you just chill and just get, get accustomed to the, to the spot. And then we'll start training once you're feeling comfortable. But, um, but as far as the doorway stuff, that's, see, that's great because doorway I've done and it works great. Mm-hmm. Um, they also told me that he's kennel trained and I have the exact crate, which I don't, I never used. So it's like brand new, but, uh, apparently they told me that he loves his crate and so they were sending me his blanket and all that stuff. I've asked for like, like all the stuff to make sure that he doesn't feel. Uh, so there's some sort of like resemblance of where he came from because apparently he was really happy there, and uh, the same type of food too, which, um, 
just so like you know his diet's the same and everything else i'm trying to make sure that he's comfortable and and yep. as as comfortable as i can possibly make him you know what i mean yeah and for me that there is a difference between training and structure in and structure right so like oh training i mean in the context that you're giving is different so okay training training for me normally is <clears throat> is not any different but the training that you're kind of providing you're you're talking about obedience um training you know it could be anything right like training could be <clears throat> training is essentially practice so think replace training with practice and then ask yourself like right. is it is it too early to practice is it too early to practice this stuff and and a lot of times it's it's not so the difference would be uh, with obedience training traditionally it'd be like getting into sit down stay heel leave it recall that's something that i typically don't do until the relationship is good so until the dog can start understanding to look at me for again that's what thresholds does the thresholds is training uh, but a training is a huge umbrella right yeah training could be crate training um sleep training potty training whatever so um that's that's the that's like my input on it is i don't necessarily get you know immediately into hammering away obedience but what i'll do is i'll start with thresholds where i'm like hey pay attention no you can't go out this door and a lot of times for me too it's different because the dog has gotten away with everything their whole life and that's probably what's going to happen with the dog that you're going to get is it's it's a very uh, probably unstructured dog so they're not going to be used to boundaries they're not going to be used to any of that and so but but that's what i mean is like you have to pretty much immediately draw that line and you know it's just think right. about it like if you were adopt a kid right you adopt a kid um kid is nine years old they come into your house and then they just go crazy like you're not going to think twice to be like oh i'm going to wait a couple weeks for him to him or her to stop drawing on the cabinets and you know, right. slurping chocolate syrup out of the jug. Like there's, you're going to immediately add structure. You may not say like, Hey, we're going to do our ABCs or we're going to do algebra today, but you're going to immediately start helping the, helping the dog or the kid or whatever, understand basic rules and boundaries in order to, you know, maintain a healthy lifestyle within your household. And that's where a lot of people fail. And this is a great topic and I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because a lot of dog owners is the same thing when they get a puppy. They get like a nine-week-old, you know, whatever puppy. And, I, and what I'm saying right now is the same exact thing that I would do with a puppy. Like I wouldn't change any – I wouldn't start with all the – you know, it's the same thing with kids, right? It's not like, okay, say, say you know, whatever. It's like say mama, say dada. It's not say like a full sentence, right? It's just very small baby steps, right? And I'm, I'm bringing kids into it, A, because I always do, because it's, it's easy for human behavior, but I also have a 10-month-old, so I'm dealing with all these things myself. But with puppies, it's the same thing as I put structure on all my puppies like the day they come home. Like I teach them boundaries. I th teach them thresholds. That's why I made that Kickstarter course to kind of give people a good start. But yeah. yeah, all that's really great. Just to say, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. I'm here. I exist. But like I said, this is important. Context matters, right? Because you may get a an, an absolutely crazy 10-week-old puppy that is like going nuts. And then you might get a 10-week-old puppy, like a St. Bernard puppy or something that just sleeps until they're six months. 
you know, yeah. so it really varies. And that's, that's the distinguishing thing here is what, what do you recommend for, okay. So like one of the first things that I was thinking about also was like, obviously I'm going to have to walk them right away. And, um, in the way that like, yep. When, because I'm going to, you know, obviously that's all part of every, I'm going to have to take them out. Um, to, you know, a bunch of times just so, I'm taking off a couple of days of work. I'm going to make sure that I'm home five days a week. Nice. I mean, for the first five days uh, leading into the weekend, um, because I want to make sure that I'm here like every single day so we can build that bond. And um, But obviously day one, I'm going to walk him. So uh, when it comes to the walk, I can start that right away as well. Yeah. Or is that something stay in the backyard? And just kind of like hang with him and have him like start paying attention to me. Because that, that's one of the other things I was thinking about was like if like do I – should I take him on long walks right away? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. So what you want to do is um, no training is better than bad training. So he, this dog doesn't know heel. You you know, you again, you haven't gotten into the basic structure of obedience yet. So – all you would do is you would start off with just telling the dog, like I, I, this is what I do with, again, with all my puppies and we're actually doing, um, I'm getting a, a couple puppies in a, a puppy and then an adult dog. Uh, and I'm going to bring them into my house and do two weeks. This is gonna be really helpful for you. I'm getting, um, I think next week or the week, yeah, the next weekend or something. And I'm doing a, pr- I'm going to try to do a daily vlog of like every single day. This is what I would do with a dog in my house. But um, it doesn't help you this moment. So right now it's, it's, it's about, um, the break command. So what I'll do is I'll get a dog out and I'll do the thresholds at the door. Say, wait for me. And, and that will increase like in the beginning, it's going to be me standing next to the dog pressure. Nope. Pressure. Nope. Pressure. Nope. They stop. They kind of like, like, well, this sucks. And then I go, okay, break. And they're like, oh, I can go. I'm like, yeah, you can go just on my terms, not yours. You're a puppy. I'm a human. Right. You know, you're a baby. I'm not. So having that structure to make sure that the dog is responsive. But then on top of that, uh, the break command. So you'll just tell the dog break or your release command. And that will then basically tell the dog like, okay, you can be a dog, do what you want. Um, you know, break is just on my terms. Recess, you know, fair game, do whatever you want. So in the beginning, because you're not going to, you know, start start teaching heel the first day or the second day. And even if you were the long, you know, the, the distance and the duration of how long your heel is, isn't going to be good anyway. So right. if you're going to work on leash pressure, you can, like you can work on leash pressure the first day. Totally fine. I don't like getting dragged. I, you know, I've been doing a lot of work uh, massage wise on my back to get it, you know, in good shape. <laughs> so I, 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 I really enjoy my back right now. So, you know, just years of getting dragged around. It's not so great, but <clears throat> which is why I started using prong collars. But anyway, so yeah, so in the beginning, don't don't feel like you can't do obedience or anything like that. It's just, if you're going to do anything, make sure it's in small increments and it's fair. So let's say, again, like this is a, sh- a shepherd husky mix. So he's going to be a medium to larger size dog. So right out the front door. Yeah, like on the smaller size, because uh, he's only 54 pounds. That's, yeah, that's still like medium to large. Like most yeah. most dogs are... 15 pounds, you know, 20 pounds, small dog. So st- he, he, he still is, you know, not a small dog. Yeah. Um, so my, my point is, is 
you know, yeah. y- you can't hold them with your finger like you could a, a pug or something. So, so right, when, you, right, right. when you go outside, you can, you can start with your, your brakes, you know, out the door, the threshold, and then just kind of what I do a lot of times just to let the dog know, like I will mark brake, like I would be marking a heel. Like, so when I'm doing heel with the dog and they're completing it and doing well, I'll say good heel. And I'll just, I'll just feed them that, that word. Yep. Heel. Yep. 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 Heel. This is what that is. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Great job. Especially in the foundation. And then I'll do the same thing with break. I'll say break and I'll, and the dog will be out and I'll say break and I'll kind of pat their side and I'll just let them know like, Hey, good break. Good break. Like I'm letting them know like this, what you're doing with your body and where you are in position of your body with me is a break. Same thing as a heel, right? I'm just like really layering it in. Um, and then when you're ready, if you wanted to do a little bit of leash pressure, you could, you could just, you know, do a heel, but yeah. So to answer your question, long walks are good. Um, obviously exercise is great. You're going to find that boundary. Like some people have dogs who are out of control. Like if I have a dog that is absolutely out of control and is killing me, like dragging me, then I immediately start with heel work. Like immediately, like if I get a larger dog and they're immediately starting to just go crazy, you know, and again, it's just like, it's a, it's being assertive. It's again, it's just like with kids, like you might get a kid that's like, think of a dog's personality and they come outside and they're kind of like, wow, where is this place? Who are you sniffing a, you know, a little bit, no big deal. Break, break. Yep. Be a dog. Go ahead. You're good. Go just really encourage them to just be a dog and relax and gain that confidence between, you know, your team. But then you might get the dog that's just like, whoa, woof, woof, everywhere. And then you're like, okay, I have to step up to the plate now. I'm not waiting. I can't wait. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering is like, since I'm still trying to bond with him and if I go for a walk around the neighborhood and he's like not good on a leash, then it's probably time to go back to the house and just jump in the yard and just start, uh, yeah, just start training a little bit. Um, I have, I have experience with martingales. I actually, the martingale is amazing, I think. Um, but I ordered your slip leash uh, for the little pop pop, just in case. Um, I mean, for the for the practice uh, training, and um, and so uh, I never I never actually used it before. So it's basically just snug, right behind the ears, just like the martingale, right? And would I put that on? with the martingale on as well because this is the this is the one thing i always wondered um in my previous dog i had i gave him a collar and then when we would go out for walks i'd put on the martingale Mm -hmm. and then go out for walks and then some people tell me not to use the martingale as a regular collar and others have and i'm i'm always like wondering like do i need a regular collar or can i just leave a martingale on them or you know what I mean? Yeah, Which... the, the martingale is is a nice hybrid. Uh, that's what my dog Lakota wears every day. That's her every day. So there's like every I call them everydayers, everyday collar. Um, yeah, collar. Uh, so that's what I use with Lakota. She has a Herm Springer stainless steel black uh, martingale, and that's her every day. So that's like I could I could leash her up with that. I can grab her with that. Um, you know, whatever. It's good for tags and things like that. Um. So yeah, you could, you could train with that. That could be your everyday. It's kind of a universal collar. That's why I like them and they're safe because, excuse me, they're basically like a half of a, of a, of a, um, 
slip slip collar or slip leash because they don't uh, they they don't give you a, like a full correction, but they give you a little bit of pressure. Um, so yeah, you could. That's like my everyday wear for my dogs. So you could, if you're, what you're saying is, is you have a flat collar and then you have your training collar that you're using as a martingale, but you could just use your martingale and take your flat collar off and just, yeah, as long as your martingale's fit, right? That's, that's what I do. Got it. And then I could just throw the slip collar over, um, and then just use the slip collar as for corrections. And then, um, Mm -hmm. and then that have my dog like where the martingale just has a regular collar and that's yeah yeah okay. you would use the slip leash as a like a fine tune like a fine tuning yeah 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 collar and um and that's going to help you more that's going to help you it's going to be more sensitive to the dog because of the positioning so the our our no bad dog slip leashes are um i, I typically well not typically but i i don't like you know, tell people like anything that I would sell myself, especially if it has no bad dogs on it, is something that I like over the years have like figured out. This is the, this is it. So a lot of slip leashes will have a leather tab or a nylon cloth tab, and so the tab basically keeps the slip in place. And um, my slip leash that you bought has the spring-loaded tab, <clears throat> so when you put the tab into place, it doesn't move at all. Got it. So you're going to get more points of, you're just going to get a better control over your dog because the collar isn't sliding down. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I got the pouch too. Cause I like the whole, like, yep. I will. Cool. Yeah. Great. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, the leash that you have that's long, do you have any recommendations in the brand or anything that you, the very long one where like you do the recall training um, because no, there's, I, this is just probably like a, a, my problem, but I hate like just researching stuff, my, like looking up stuff myself and guessing whether or not it's a good quality leash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I'd rather just, I ask like 50 people what they recommend and I just find the one that's the highly, most highly recommended one when I get it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, so long lines, I typically do. Um, I used to do nylon, but then that sucks for your hands. So I switched to, um, or sorry, not nylon. Yeah, yeah, nylon. So like the 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 fabric, I don't use those anymore. Like the cotton fabric, I use. Um, I use more like biothane or leather. Um, so that's what I use. Herm Springer. Um, I don't think we have them on our site, but we're pretty much like this year I'm really working on products myself. So pretty much anything that you would need, hopefully by the end of the year, we sourced and, um, have our brand on it just because again, like we get hundreds of these questions a day. And so we're going to try to have a full site of everything that you need, but, um, yeah, just get something with rubber for a long line. You can go on Amazon and just get like a just get a rubber like nylon or um, rubber or um, leather is super expensive. So I would just get like a rubber leash and those are good because it's just better for your hands when you're holding on and um, they're easier to clean. We started getting into biothane a lot during COVID and then I just was like, well, this is way better. You know, um, it's more cost effective as well. So um, there was, there's some like, hold on. 
I had some other stuff that I was going to ask you, and I totally forgot. Uh, since he's like, since they told me he's kennel trained and that he loves his kennel, his, his crate. Um, so I had bought a crate mm -hmm. for my previous dog and he, I used it wrong. That was all on me. Mm -hmm. Totally used it wrong. Uh, now I kind of understand just by watching and researching more of like how to use it because I definitely went into the crate, like not experienced and he just wound up hating it so we just didn't use it and that was it we never used it but is so is there like is there a certain i guess like what's your advice in using a crate if they're telling me he's i, the, I also i'm really fully aware that whatever they tell me might work for them but it might not work for me mm -hmm. and obviously environment and he'll be in a different environment over here um and i have plenty of the good thing is is where i work i i can come home at any time um i work in the city but i'm like 35 minutes away so if i have to get home i can but i would like to get to a point where i don't have to rush home for for anything and just have them like completely chill in the house and i'm my my the way that I used the crate last time, I because I used it as oh a crate great jump in here let me close this up I've already walked you fed you you're totally happy and now I'm going off to work and we'll be back and then you know I take care of my mom too so she we were in like a ranch house we have a huge yard but like she would just message me and say like your dog's just barking and like howling and stuff mm -hmm. so we'd come back and he'd be like get me the hell out of this thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this crate stuff isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, the crate is in general, the crate is whatever you, however you present it to your dog. That's how they will perceive it. Like anything else, like right? you can introduce anything and, and make it more enjoyable than uh, in, in another way. So my suggestion, uh, you know, it, well, my answer is, is the crate is just, it's a, it's just another tool in the toolbox. Uh, it's great for like multi-dog homes. Um, you know, when I had three dogs living with me, um, I, the crate was good for my youngest dog, who's now seven, uh, to, you know, feed, she, she eats on her, Like I, I would separate the dogs during eating. It was a safe way to do it. Um, it's also like their place to go and relax if they want to. My dog doesn't do any of that, but my older dogs have in the past. So the crate is just kind of like their room. Like it, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't buy into like the whole like den stuff and it's cheesy, but it's true. They do like to have like their own space, like everyone else you know, a lot, like almost every animal and definitely every human likes, likes their own space. So it's a place for them to go and chill and relax if they want to, or they can get away with stuff, get away from stuff. So, uh, that's that I would say the crate is also really good for keeping your dog safe. So a lot of what a lot of people don't understand, like there's, there's, there's our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah, baby, introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. 
And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.